0: Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. DeLoach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. DeLoach. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and it is my joy to have you connecting with me for these few moments in time. On today's show, I want to talk about you can have what you say and how vital it is that your mouth plays a very important role in you receiving the good things that you want. In Proverbs chapter 18, 21, I want to start out with this scripture. Because I believe it will set the tone of where we want to go today on this particular show. And if you can take some notes, that will be great. If not, I want you to listen to this particular episode again and again and again, because I want to massage this into your heart and into your spirit. But in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it. Shall eat the fruit thereof. So there's two dimensions here the dimension of death and the dimension of life. But there's a common chord that runs through both of these, and that's the power of the tongue. Many times we want something or many things in life, but we're saying the wrong things. You can't say something negative and look for a positive result. You gotta start saying the right things. Again and again and again. And if you can train your tongue, that's the operative word. If you can train your mouth to say the right things, there will be such a divine connection that the things that God has for you will flow freely with no sweat equity at all. It'll just flow to you automatically. It does in my life. It does in other people's life who really understand these principles. So we want to take some time for you today as you're listening to me to figure out some things that you could be saying. You want a certain thing, but you're just saying the wrong things. Check this out. My wife and I began to write down some things we wanted to do. And some things and some places we wanted to go, and some things that we wanted to see happen in our marriage. And one thing became apparent to us is that we really do have the power within ourselves to make some things happen. That's the first thing we figured out. There was also a second thing we really realized when we began to do this exercise, and that is this is not up to God, it's really up to us. I've been in church a long time and I've been saved even longer. And one thing I realize is that many times, because God is so powerful, and I think we can really believe this and understand it, that God is so powerful that sometimes we think that he's going to push us or overpower us into doing something we really don't want to do. But that's not the case. When God created man in his own image and in his own likeness, he gave man the ability to choose. Man is a free will moral agent, so he does not have to serve God. Man does not have to love God. Man does not have to do right. Man can do whatever he wants to do, and God, as powerful as he is, will sit back and allow man to do just what he wants to do. Because if God has to step in every time you make a bad decision, do you really have the power of choice? I would say you don't. So God will never step in and fix a situation that your mouth can do. God wants us to love him. God wants us to serve him, but he's not going to make us do it. So we've got to get to the place that we can think better And if we can, we can speak better, and the things that we desire of him will come to us immediately. Now, you might be waiting on God, but don't wait for God. I'm going to say that again. You might be waiting on God, but don't wait for God. Wait on God to open the door, but don't wait for God to carry you through the door. In other words, there are some things that you can do. God is going to do his part, but you've got to do your part. One of the things that stops us from achieving our goals is this one word, and it's called discipline. In other words, discipline is the ability to stick with the process until it comes to pass. So here's one thing I want you to say to yourself before I give you this first principle. I want you to say to yourself, I'm going to stick with the process until it comes to pass. Come on, I want you to say this to yourself. If you're in the car, if you're in the house by yourself, wherever you are, I want you to say this to yourself. I'm going to stick with the process until it comes to pass. Yes. I'm going to stick with the process until. So I'm not putting a time limit on God. I'm not putting a time limit on when it's going to happen or when it's going to manifest. That doesn't matter. What I'm going to do is stay disciplined until I see the end of the things that I believe God has for me. Once you really set your mentality and set your mouth on course for the things that you desire, nothing is going to stop you. So I want you in this process to say to yourself on a day-to-day basis, I'm committed to the process and I'm going to stick with this until it comes to pass. All right? So I'm going to give you four steps that you can do every day to bring to you the things that you really want. Number one, you've got to decide it. That's right. You've got to decide it. Your decisions define what you want, and your lack of decisions is really the real reason you don't have what you want. The truth of the matter is, and many times we don't like to hear this, sometimes you are just, I'm just a bad decision maker. I'm not empowered to make a decision. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is, what do I really want? I talk to people all the time trying to help, coach, mentor, and I ask these same things over and over again. And I will ask people, what do you really want? And I always get this long pause. I know they're thinking about it, but they can't answer the question. But here's what I want you to know. Until you can answer that question, you can't get what you want. For example, Have you ever been out to eat with somebody, family, friends, coworkers, whoever, going to the restaurant, you sit at the table, the waiter brings the menu, asks you for your drink orders, everybody's looking in the menu, seeing what they want, but there's always going to be that one person in the group that's going to hold everybody up because they don't know what they want. So here we are waiting for you to figure out, do you want chicken? Do you want beef? Do you want fish? Do you want appetizers? What do you want? So the waiter walks away. So I'll give you a couple more minutes. The waiter comes back and it's still you. You can't figure it out. And so the whole table is upset. The whole table is sitting there hungry, tongue hanging out of their mouth, salivating, because they couldn't make a decision that you can't make. And one person can hold up everybody's meal because they can't make a decision. And I want you to know that really when you drill down all the way down to the core of this, many times we can't make a decision because people are at the root of our decision. We can't get free from people. So if you don't get anything out of this show today, I want you to get free from people so you can make a decision because this is not about their life. This is about your life. And nothing you do is really going to please people anyway. You can make a decision for them. And when you do, they still won't like it. But if you can get free from people and learn how to say to yourself, this is the life that I want, not my mom, not my dad, Not my spouse, not my kids. We thank God for all of them. But this is my decision. And one of the things I have found that when you make really good decisions, everybody really in your tribe can be blessed. Everybody around you can benefit from the decisions that you make. So what do you want? That's what you've got to ask yourself. What do I want out of life? Notice what Jesus did. Jesus asked this man at the pool of Bethesda, he said, do you want to be made whole? In other words, Jesus was saying to him, make a decision. Now, if you don't want to be made whole, that's fine. But if you do want to be made whole, that's when the miracle happens. Miracle happens. The miracle begins to happen in your life when you can make a decision about the life you want. And here's the thing. Jesus was not going to force this man to make a decision. Jesus was not going to push this man into making a decision. Another thing that I realize here in this particular passage is that I used to think that this man at the pool of Bethesda had been laying there for 38 years, but it doesn't say that. It says he had been ill or sick or invalid for 38 years. Now, Five years, six years, seven years is already a long time. Can you imagine being in a particular illness for 38 years? And Jesus stopped by that pool of Bethesda that day. He saw that man and he said, How bad do you really want to get well? Do you really want to have the life that I've paid for? And you got to ask yourself this question Not only how bad do I want it, But how quickly can I make this decision? Because what happens is time becomes an enemy of your faith. The longer you've been in a bad situation, it wears on your faith. But if you can make a decision and make it well, you will begin to see some wonderful things happen in your life. You can have what you say when you can make a decision. So don't be afraid to make it get in the quiet take some time move out from a move out from away from people and say you know what i'm taking this time i'm taking this season to make some real sound decisions about my life so that i can move into a greater level of what god has for me number 1 you have to decide it number 2 you've got to believe it that's number 2 you got to believe it here's what i mean by this Belief is mental acceptance that I can have it right now and it's for me. Most people don't believe that they can have anything good for themselves. Am I talking to you? Are you one of those people that believe that you don't deserve to have a good marriage? You don't deserve to have money in your pocket. You don't deserve to go back to school and get a college degree. Everybody else does. But when it comes to you, you don't believe that is that your mentality if it is i'm talking to the right one because i want to help you to understand that even though you decided it you said this is what i want you've got to believe it you got to believe that it is for you let me give you this verse of scripture found in mark 11:24 it says therefore i say unto you whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Let me deal with this latter part when it says, believe you receive them and ye shall have them. Because this sentence is very powerful and many people really miss the revelation in it. Notice what it says. It says, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So when am I going to receive it? When I believe it. So when I believe it, I receive it, and I'm going to get it. So when I pray, I believe, I receive, I got it. So I don't pray and believe and get it tomorrow. I pray and believe and get it now. Even though it hasn't manifested yet, even though I haven't seen it yet, I can't put my eyes on it naturally. I can't put my hands on it. I've got it in my heart. I've got it in my spirit. And that's the powerful thing about being a believer and a follower of Christ, that God is trying to help us to realize that there's a dimension that we're missing, and that's in the spirit. This is where I get what I want, and I don't have to wait for it. So, if I'm sick and I need to be healed and I want to be well, I got to decide that this is what God wants for me. Then I've got to believe it and receive it. And according to the scripture, I can have it. I don't have to wait. I don't have to. Nothing has to be delayed. Nothing has to be denied because anything that you want, please hear me, it starts in your spirit. It starts from the inside out, not from the outside in. If you want wealth, you got to be wealthy on the inside first. Once you're wealthy on the inside, the manifestations for the opportunities for you to make money will happen quickly and immediately. Again, it says, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, here it is, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Don't just believe in God, but believe in the God in you. God says, I live in you. And since I'm taking residence in you, then we both are a powerful team together. And there's no reason why you have to wait. If you believe it, you can get it. Let me give you another verse found in Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 31. Notice what it says here. And Jesus left the house. He was followed by two blind men crying out, have mercy on us, son of David. But when Jesus got home, the blind men went with him. Jesus said to them, notice what he said, do you really believe I can do this for you? They said, yes, sir, we do. So Jesus touched their eyes and said these words, become what you believe and the bible said it happened they began to see but jesus goes on to say then jesus became very stern and he said these words and i don't want you to miss this he said don't let a soul know how this happened to you but they were hardly out of the door before they start talking this verse of scripture is really powerful and i want to read uh, just this sentence again when jesus said become what you believe it happened. So they believed it and got it immediately. The moment they believed that God had the power to change their life, something immediately happened. Their eyes began to see. But Jesus said, don't let a soul know how this happened to you. Why did Jesus say this? Because Jesus understood that when he did something for people, and the people in the community knew who those folks were, there were going to be questions. And he knew, Jesus knew, that the quickest way to get you in a bad situation is to talk yourself out of what God just did for you. And many times that happens to us. Somebody sees us delivered or set free, and they start asking questions, and they're asking so many questions, You get confused and you say, Well, did Jesus really do this for me? Did I really get healed? Did I really get well? That wasn't your testimony five minutes ago. You know, God did this for you. You know God made a way for you. But people are very crafty with their questions. And if you're not careful, they will help you to talk yourself right out of a deliverance back into a bad situation. And this is one of the reasons why Jesus said to them. Don't let nobody know. You can see. I know you can see. Just go about the rest of your life with this new vision that you have. And if anybody asks you anything, just keep it moving, which stands the reason you don't have to answer everybody's question. Everybody don't have a right to know what God is doing in your life. Now, if you want to share it, that's up to you. But everybody doesn't have to know. And number two, again, you've got to believe it. If you can believe that you can have a great life, if you can believe that you can have a great family, if you can believe you deserve the best of the life, that's when the miracle happens for you. Number three, you gotta see it. If you're going to have what you say, you must visualize it. You've gotta see it for yourself In order for that thing to be manifested in your life, you got to go into the theater of your mind and see yourself buying the car you want, seeing yourself coming out of debt. You got to see yourself buying the house you want, the vacations that you want to go on. You got to see God using you greatly in ministry. You got to see yourself having the business you want, the money you want the husband you desire, the wife that you want, the family you want to put together. You've got to see it. I'm asking God to give you vision. You need to have a visionary perspective of your life. One of the things that you need to do that I do, actually, you need to create a vision board. A vision board is an actual board that you can have placed in front of you And you can go get you some magazines. Go go to the store and buy you a bunch of magazines and cut out the house you want, uh, the car, uh, the vacations. Maybe you want a chef. Um, You can get the scissors out and just cut through that magazine and place before you all of the things that you want to see yourself doing. Get it in front of you. You need a visionary perspective. And once you get that in front of you, look at it. Every day, maybe twice a day, maybe three times a day. You got to get that thing in your sight. You got to get it in your spirit. And the more you look at it and the more that you can see this is your life, it becomes a part of you. Once you got vision, nobody can talk you out of it. Once you have vision, nobody can sway you to the right or to the left. When you get it in your sight, when you get it in your vision, I'm telling you everything about you is going to just take off. You're going to have joy you never had. You're going to have excitement you've never had. You're going to have passion for living. Why? Because when you look at that board, it may not be real to everybody else, but it's real to you. All you need is a vision. And Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people will perish. Notice what it says again where there is no vision, people perish. People perish because they can't see. I'm not talking about with their eyeballs. I'm talking about with their heart. Because as believers, we see with our heart. We see with our spirit. And that's this visionary perspective that I'm talking about. But if you don't have any vision for your life, you are going to perish. You're not going to make it To your destination. You're not going to make it to where God wants you to be. So I'm asking God to give you vision right now in the now season of your life. Vision means that I can see over into the future. I can see what must be and what should be for my life. And that's what I'm asking God to do for you is to give you some vision. Notice what it says in Joshua chapter one, verse eight. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Here's what that means. See it in your mind, get it into your spirit day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. That's the vision you want. You got to see yourself successful. You got to see yourself in the word of God and taking that word and putting it into your spirit and meditating on it and see yourself being good to people and see yourself being kind to people and see yourself being a leader and seeing yourself being an innovator and a creator. All of that stuff happens into your heart. It happens into your mind. It happens in your spirit. And when you do this, the scripture says you will make your own way prosperous not God, you. You are the number one ingredient, other than God, of course, that can cause these things to happen for you immediately. I want to challenge you to do it. You've just got to see it. And lastly, number four, you got to do it. That's what you got to tell yourself. I've got to do it. I've gotten this far, right? I've decided it. I believe it, I see it, now I gotta do it. Watch this, you've got to do what you see. So don't waste any more time, just do it. No more excuses, just do it. No more of this, I would have done it, I could have done it, I should have done it. No more of that, just do it. But here's the key, when you start doing it, you will break the spirit of fear off your life. And that's really the problem. We're afraid, but we've got to attack fear. Feel the fear, do it anyway. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. You've got this far. you got to now just do it. After you see yourself doing it, now in the natural, you got to start to do it. And when you do, you're going to begin to see some things about you that you didn't even know existed. And this last step can be the hardest because you're starting something new. Or maybe you're just starting over for the fifth time. But keep on doing it because when you do, it's gonna pay off for you. And that's what you gotta know. It's gonna pay off. If you just stay with it, it will pay off. If you just keep your head right where it needs to be. Don't move to the left. Don't move to the right. Don't be swayed by this opinion. Don't be swayed by that opinion. You've got to keep the ship steady. Stay where you need to be. In James chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Yea, a man can say thou hast faith, and I believe that he has works. So show me thy faith without works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So one man is saying, I got faith, but the other guy is saying, hey, man, I got faith, but I've got works too. And that's who you want to be. You just don't want to have faith, but you want to put some feet to your faith. You want to be able to walk out your faith. You want to be able to, as the Bible says, become what you believe. And that's what Jesus was telling them. You believe this, now walk it out. Walk out what you believe. Just do it. Don't let anybody stop you. There are so many uh, people out here that want to discourage you and tell you what you can't do because the truth is they know they can't do it. But don't let their testimony become yours. You've got to realize you only got one life, at least on this side. You've got to make it count. Every day when you get up, talk to yourself. That's what I do every day. I know it's going to be crazy when you first do it, but you've got to talk to yourself. Why? Because you've got so many voices out here that want to talk to you. You got the TV, you got the radio, you got what they call media. Media is the middleman. The media is that person that wants to sway you in every direction. But you got to close your ears to the media, to the voices that have been training you and putting fear in you. And you got to say, you know what? I'm going to go back to school and put a date on it. After you decide it, after you believe it, after you see it, then put a date on when you're going to do it. Don't just talk about losing weight, lose weight. And I know losing weight is a hard thing. As you get older, your metabolism slows down, things are just not. Uh, working for you as quickly as you thought that you that it was going to work for you. But one of the things you got to realize is this takes time. Watch this. It didn't take uh, three weeks um, to put all that weight on you. If you're trying to lose weight, it takes some time to shed those pounds. It's going to take time. But what you need to do is to make a decision. You know what? I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next month then I'm going to lose maybe another 10 pounds in the next five weeks. I don't know how long it may take for you, but what I'm saying is when you put a date on this and you continue to walk it out and you continue to stay with the process, you're going to begin to see some things happen for you. Put a date on when you want to go back to school or start that business. Don't just, you know, be be specific about the things that you want to see happen in your life. And when you do, I really believe that there's going to be some wonderful things happening for you. I believe in you, but I want you to believe in God and I want you to believe in yourself. You can have what you say, not what everybody else says. What you say. Train your mouth, train your brain and put it all in place and when you do, I know for a fact you're going to start seeing manifestation. I know you're going to start seeing your dreams come to pass immediately. There are some things that have been delayed for you, but they are not denied for you. I want you to hang in there and be encouraged. And when you do, you're going to see yourself get to your role, your destination. It's waiting for you, but the ball is in your court. That's all I want to share with you today. I hope this was a blessing to you. If it was, I want you to leave me information, an email, reach out to me. Let me know that this was something that blessed you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you always. Take care and be blessed. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. Until next time, be empowered.